When I go to Sacramento, I will pump up Sacramento. 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 Turner Sparks just got married and has moved home to America after 12 years living in China. Sir Michael Ira Kaplan has two kids, a wife, a job, and has spent his entire life in the USA. Neither one can figure their country out. This is Lost in America. All right, everybody, welcome to Lost in America, episode 130. My name's Turner Sparks. My name is Michael Kaplan. You can find me at Turner B. Sparks on Twitter. You can find Michael Kaplan at Cap in America on Twitter. Also, we are on Instagram. Where are we? We're at Cap in America, Lost in America, and you're Turner Sparks. I am Turner Sparks, and fr- and what should we announce first? That you're Turner Sparks. People well, don't know. <laughs> I, I'm all, there's too many things to talk about. Yeah, we have a lot going on. We're in flux right now. In flux. Let's start with this. This is our last... We have found... This is the last podcast um, until we get kicked out of what we're about to announce where I can say to you, Turner, are we recording? That's it. (laughs) And the reason why is because we found a new studio. Thank you to Entz. We're done with Entz. We're done with them. We're done with us. There's been some... More accurately. Let's control the narrative. They always say... They always say you gotta get, get in front you gotta of the get in front of a story. I've yeah. learned a lot from my business. You gotta control sure the narrative. So we, you know, we love Entz. Producer Randy Lee, he gave us Emmy Award-winning sound. We've we've talked about it many times. Both teams Ex- played hard. Both teams played hard. But you know, we start. You know, when you're in a relationship and you start seeing little cracks. Yes. And you try to ignore them. You say it'll get better. Yep. I remember, you think back in the glory days. You start blaming yourself. You start blaming yourself. You think I could be better. I, I could change. Yeah. And then you get to a point where you're like, no. You know, they (laughs) every single time we're like, can I? We have a guest. 3 p.m., 4 p.m., 5 p.m. Oh, we're booked. We're booked. We're booked. We're trying to get studio time. Excuses kept getting a little. The pipes burst. Everything. They gotta edit this, that, everything. Sorry, producer Randy Lee's in Hawaii. He's always in Hawaii. I went to Hawaii, and he wouldn't even do it when I was in Hawaii. Exactly. So we decided. You know, we know where we might not be so welcome. Yes, and uh, we, you know, they we brought them Jennifer Miles Peak. I'm not going to say Jennifer Miles Peak should go off ends. No, stay on ends, JMP. Uh, yeah, I guess I'll stay on ends. I'll stay on ends a little bit to monitor what people are saying about me. You got to stay on there. They yeah, bad mouthing me. Exactly. So that's our big news. And then we were so tra- we're done with ends. Yeah, we're done with ends. And then we were trying to figure out where we were going to go. 130 episodes. And are we going to announce that today? Or later? We we were on the we were kind of a nomads for like a week. We were trying to figure out when we we're going to start recording. Let's announce it today. All right, announce we it. are going. Starting next week, we will be coming to you live. Live? <laughs> Maybe not live. <laughs> Recorded. Live to tape. Live to tape. Okay. From Stand Up Labs in the UWS, I've been told, is above, the Upper West Side. Yes, you didn't. Yeah, you're very, you don't even know what that stands for. You're High above Stand Jew-land. Up. Stand Up. Town. <laughs> what? Jew Town, baby. Upper West High Side. High above Jew Land. It's, uh, but we were above Stand Up New York where we've done our live pods. So High above the Stand Up New York Comedy Club. Yes, this is a uh, studio. This is run by Stand Up New York, I believe, co-owned by them. It's also a podcast network. Right. Also on the network, Sherrod Small, the Race Wars podcast. I think that's the biggest one on there. There's, uh, I don't know, a bunch of other comedians in New York City running around doing the circuit. They all have pods up there. So we got a fresh, whole fresh uh, group of people that we need to start a war with. All right. We're going to fresh, fresh enemies. I like it. 
We're going to have Trendies. a new producer. We got producer Matt. Uh-huh. He's going to be in studio. Unlike Ray, producer Randy Lee always liked to stay behind the glass. Yeah. Sometimes he liked to stay so far behind the glass he was we in Hawaii. Know, we didn't know where he was. Yeah. Like, whole, oh, he's a mic's on. No one's checking. He's in, yeah. He was in another, another landmass. Yeah. This guy's this, a more uh, hands-on producer. He's a hands-on producer. He's going to be in the studio. He's going to he, be like our Baba Booey. He's going to be our, We're going <laughs> to boss him around, <laughs> make him wear a beekeeper's mask. Fla, fla, flunky. He's going to have a microphone so we can talk to him. Exactly. And uh, that's going to be great. So that's starting next week. Third. And there's also seats in there. Mm. So we, if we want to, we can have get, like people just come in and watch. I don't know oh, if we want to. We that. can auction that off. That's a good. You know, I just had my uh, kid, my kid's school just had an auction. And, you know, there's a lot of items going on. There's some random things you see. There was a breakdancing class I bid on. I lost. Oh, wow. I, I would have loved to see you break. I know there was a. Uh, but so I was like, we can auction off sitting in with a podcast next year. Yes. For. You're right. That's a good idea. And people, Raise money for this little school. Exactly. The school that doesn't have, basically it doesn't have recess. So yeah, you got to get them recess. <laughs> exactly. So we're going to go through later in this pod. I want to go through the most, what we're excited about for the new place and then what we're going to miss leaving the old yeah, place. Yeah, a little walk down memory lane. Before all that, Kaplan, mm -hmm. my live album recording is coming up at the Friars Club on June 7th. I need you all to buy tickets now, stop this pod right now. Stop. Buy tickets. I will have a link in the um, notes of this podcast. Okay. Kaplan, you're coming. I'll be there. Randy I'll be Kaplan. there at 7.30, maybe 9.32. Exactly. So there's two shows, 7.30 p.m. i request. Whenever nine, the fans want me to stay. 9.30 p.m., 7.30, 9.30, two shows. My pet, Gary and Myrna Sparks will be there. Blue Shirt just got his tickets. He's coming. So we're going to have, in case anything goes wrong, we have some representation. You slip and fall and want to see the Friars Club. Yeah, our lawyer will be on, <laughs> on there. site with papers. Ready. He's going to be uh, pro bono. He said he's working that night. Pro bono. For anybody who needs to sue the Friars Club. <laughs> and uh, well, I want to give you the whole pitch. So here's what it is. The Friars Club, if you don't know, is a legendary club for comedians and entertainers in New York City. They're opening. It's a private club. But for that one night only, they're opening the club to the public. So you can come in, check it out. Frank Sinatra was the president of this club till he died in the 90s. Mm. And since then, it's been Larry King. Larry King, still, still reign. Larry reign King's up there. Bob, your, bo your boss is a, uh, a member, is a member a of the club. I'm yep. a friar, me and Bob. You and Bob, rubbing elbows. Those two big friars. We need yep. to get you a member. They keep asking when's mm, Kaplan going to no. be there. One of these days. Um, and this show, so I'm doing two shows, 7.30 and 9.30. I'm doing an hour of stand-up comedy at each show. Mm -hmm. The hours are going to be recorded. I met with the engineer yesterday up there recording it for this album. Then it'll go on to iTunes. You can buy it there. It'll go on to Spotify. It'll also go on to SiriusXM Radio. It'll be played on all the stations up there. And guess what? With the royalties of SiriusXM, I'm going to make a little money. I, I, I'll be able to start paying my rent, I think, off this thing. So, But what I do need, I can't do that unless if the room's dead empty. So I yeah. do need you guys to come. Okay. So anyone who's been listening to this pod for free for 130 episodes, okay. you've been listening for free. This is a way to pay us back. Just yes. come to this show. All right. One time. Just then, then, we're, then the slate's clean. We're then even. the slate's clean. <laughs> for all those people who never bought anything on Amazon, just come to that one show. But Cap, we need to name. I need a name for this album. Okay. Because when you have an album come out, bands name albums, but comedians yeah, you do too. Yeah, a lot too. of people say to me, they're like, uh, when I've mentioned this album, the, this is what I think the problem, you know, people say to me, oh, they still have albums? Like, people don't realize this. Well, there are albums for both bands and comedians. And they, comedians, but here's the thing, they didn't for comedians, I mean, they did for a while, so albums were big in like the 70s, yeah, right? Yeah. When like Bill Cosby, re rest oh, in peace, <laughs> would, uh, to me, he's dead. <laughs> so Bill Cosby, rest in peace, those guys would put out albums, right? Yeah, they record. Like the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, she'd sit around and listen to comedy albums. I remember albums. in uh, summer camp, we would listen to uh, comedy albums. Exactly. I mean, uh, you Carlin, know who used to have them even Richard into the Pryor, 90s? Eddie Murphy. 
Yeah, and Adam Sandler into the '90s was would put out those. Yeah, funny but he albums, put like right? songs on his. He would put songs on. Yeah. This is just straight stand-up comedy. Yeah. So then they kind of went away for 15, 20 years or so. But now they're back because of Sirius XM Radio has all these comedy channels. Yeah, they need someone to play. They have four or five different channels. They have four, I think five and four out of the five have to be clean. Are they different material. genres that can't channels? One's dirty. It's called Raw Dog. Raw Dog. Oh, that, you're not on that one. That's real edgy. The other four, one's Comedy USA. One is uh, Larry and uh, Jeff's Comedy Roundup. That's Larry the Cable Guy and Jeff Foxworthy. Once again, I can't say who I'm doing my album with. Right. Okay. But uh, it's going to be on a, yeah. a few of those channels. It's going to be on the, all the clean channels. I'm sure you'll be on the American channel because... I'll be on the Comedy USA because I'm very yeah, American. Yeah, yes. <laughs> um, and, uh, and I do clean comedy, so it's going to go on there. There's not a lot of clean comedy, so the labels are swarming. They're swarming. They're swarming, yeah. Circling, trying to get me to sign with them. <laughs> Cleanest boy in the business, they call him. <laughs> clean tea is what they call me. Clean tea. Maybe that's what it should be called. Oh, all right. So we First need to name this clean album. Clean tea. So I need a name for this it's album. Nice tea. So they're back because you can put them on these channels and then you can make money. So I need to uh I need an, I need an album name cap. Should I give you some finalists? Yeah, give me a few. And then are these are what have been suggested and then I want you and I want the listeners later on to write in. Okay. And uh see what you like and you can also suggest your own if you don't like these what I'm what I'm what I'm going to uh, suggest right here. So number 1 that mm-hmm. people have said um live from the Friars Club. Live from the Friars. Turner Sparks ne- live. Never been done before. Never been done before. There's never been a comedy album oh, recorded oh. at the Friars Club. As far as the Friars Club knows, right? No, I know they all are 100 years old and don't have very good memories. Their memories aren't. But I don't think it's been done before. Um, but I also am not 100% sure I'm allowed to do that. And they don't know either. Right. So we'd have to ask them. So we'll, we can save it as a possibility, but with barring permission. Turner Sparks live from the Friars Club. I, I suggested that, and I think they want to see how funny it is first right. They're not before they put out. the full weight behind it. But I yeah. can put live from the Friars Club somewhere on there. LFC. Number two. Uh, oh, this was suggested by Gus Tate. Comedy for dummies. Comedy for dummies. Like those for dummies books. Yeah. You know, and that I my, a lot of my jokes are about me being dumb. Right. Um, I don't know. I don't know how well it's going to hit. I don't know, but the, the for dummies joke, I feel like it's been done. And, and also, it might get sued. Yeah. Because that is it. a thing. Yeah. Another but, one, live. Oh, people, a lot of people said just call it Lost in America. Lost in America. Turner Sparks Lost in America. Then you got to split the proceeds in the end. They're like so for branding. <laughs> and it's like, you know how there was uh, that band. Um, uh, ba- uh, Chicago. Yeah, and just to name their album Chicago. Yeah, the they album named- is Chicago. It's like just the no album name. is Chicago, but the band Chicago. Yeah. And then there's the um, who, who's that? Other- oh, Bad Company. Bad Company famously had an album, Bad Company. Yeah. They had a song called Bad Company. Yeah, Bad Company. Mm. Till the day I die. Yeah. by the band Bad Company and the album Bad Company. Right. So it's like sometimes it's just that keep made it me simple. think it could be that you could do the white album, but then. You've been sued, I guess. I English. am white. You're very white. Yeah, the Gentile album. Yeah, Gentile album. <laughs> so and then so those are the three. You didn't want to do a pig in New York or a. Oh, you're right. Because uh, what uh, our, our guest <laughs> uh, last week or, a ta- or two ta- weeks ago? What's the, the Japanese term? A tatuko or whatever for pig? Pig, yeah, pig in Japan. Pig in Japan. So we could do pig in New York. Also, we didn't have a pod last week because apologies, but we're trying to sort well, out we were, where we're yeah, going. Yeah, we showed up at ends and they said, "Nope, studio's booked." <laughs> yeah, we said we're out of here. So we had a guest and everything. So. What what else could I do? Not on Ents could be the name of the album. Not on it. That yeah. Well, that's we have. You know, we have an annou- an email address to announce to everybody. Yeah. So if you have an, if you have a suggestion for the should, name of this album, yes, we need people to get in touch with us. But we don't want you to ents us. Don't ents us. Don't ents us at gmail.com. That's our new email address. Don't ents <laughs> us. No apostrophe. Just d o n t. Don't e n s e u s. Don't ents us at gmail.com. 
Because we're not on Insta anymore. Well, we are on Insta, but don't Yeah, but we're probably not getting checked. So. We're probably not going to check. So don't <laughs> Insta us at Gmail. That's if you have any, if you want to write into the pod, anything you want us to talk about, you want to suggest guests, if you want to suggest names for this album, yeah. don't Insta us at gmail.com. <laughs> oh, so don't Insta us. Going out in a blaze. Going out. We're burning the whole damn burn, thing. Burn down. the buildings. Throw the blast. That's what you get for giving us 130 episodes of free studio space. Yes. All right. Any other suggestions? Um, Gentile? Gentile comedy? Gentile comedy lost the lost um, a Gentile at the Friars Club. <laughs> First Gentile at the Who Friars. Who let the Gentile in? Live from, <laughs> Who let the Gentile in? Who let the Goy in? Who let the Goy in? Live from the Friars Club. Yeah. Who let the Goy in? There you go. Uh, something about coming back to America. I mean, mm. the album's about my life in China, but more right. coming back, and it's really about being lost in America. Right. Fresh off the boat. For, oh. Sparks fresh off the boat. Oh, white fob. White fob. White fob. There it is. That's a good one. Yeah. A white fresh off the boat. Yeah, yeah. I'm a white fob. Um, I pretty much am a white fob. Yeah. Remember I went, when I had to email, I had to call you and ask you how to use a dishwashing machine? And yes. you said, it, first of all, it's not called a dishwashing yeah. machine. It's called a dishwasher. Yep. And then I had to YouTube it, how to use it. Oh, my God. The white fob. All right, maybe we'll do white fob. Yeah. We'll keep thinking. I don't know. Is that, is that a, that's not a, well, offensive it's is good. Fluid. I just had one idea in my head. I just left my head. So we'll have to keep thinking. We'll keep thinking as we do yes. this punch. Yeah. Cap. Amazon, the last thing to, to promote. If you want to buy books for dummies, any of those books for dummies, you go to Amazon. Go to Amazon if you want to check out uh, Weber's upcoming, um, is it a Netflix uh, yeah. miniseries? Daisy Jones, Amazon, I think. Daisy Jones uh, and the Six. Go to, go to the lostinamericapod.com. Click at the Amazon link in the upper right-hand corner. That'll take you back to Lost America. Do your regular shopping. That'll take you back to Amazon. Do your shopping. A percentage of what you buy comes to us this month. Last month, we made... $400. But we lost some good. money because of the Bezos screwed us up for a couple months. So we need to make that money back. March, we made $0. Yeah. April, we made 400 In May, so far, we made $6. All right. Keep it coming, people. No, more than 6 That's not no. a, yeah, keep it coming. That's a, what the hell? We still got a few weeks. Mother's Day, we missed, but Father's Day's coming up. So Father's let's Day buy, coming buy your dad up. a book. But dads love books. Exactly. So do that, Cap. Should we get to Lost in America? Play the music. Play the music. All right, we're back, Kaplan. You're lost in America this week, but before that, let's we just talked to a couple of good ideas off air. Yeah. First of all, going back to this idea of naming the pa, naming the spe- the album, um, it's got to be something. We want something that's ideally it's it's descriptive. Like Lost in America is descriptive of what it is, but it it's is. not funny. It yeah, it's the perfect one is descriptive and funny. Just funny, but doesn't make sense. Yeah. It's like not that good because you don't know what you're talking about. Right, right. But just something fun- that's sort of on brand with what you're actually doing. Right? Yeah, your, pot, your comedy's about. Just descriptive is okay. Yeah, but descriptive and funny is perfect. That's and why Bon Jovi "Slippery When Wet" was a great album. Slippery when wet. Funny. It's great. You're right. That's a great one. <laughs> Maybe you should do that. Yeah. Uh, and and we got to get records made. You had a good point. Records. You, you need just a record. Said. And I yeah. We'll do limited release records. That'll be hips. People will buy those. And, and like I'll Barnes sign them. You can put them on your wall. Yeah. All right, Cap, you're lost in America this week. What's up? I'm like, I feel like I'm super lost. I've got a lot going on. I I had something that happened like yesterday, and I said to Randy, I I. I I'm just going to talk about this in the Randy air. Kaplan, Randy Kaplan, not Randy, Randy Lee. Yeah, I said, I got to just talk about this in the air. I'm so, and then uh, I don't remember what it was. That's how lost it is. And I'm not going to ask her because I know what's going to happen if I ask her. She's going to 
have no idea what I'm talking about, which is going to remind me that my wife doesn't pay attention to me when I talk. You know how <laughs> That's not good for confidence. <laughs> but speaking of her, I just wanted to break some news and give a tip to the audience. Oh, we have breaking news. Breaking lost news. I thought Randy Kaplan was going to be super lost because she went to do jury duty today. Okay. And we have a lot of stuff coming up, so I thought she's definitely going to get picked. Because we have, she had a class trip with the kids. Uh, we got this. We had a lot going on. El Chapo trial want, or what? Yeah. One? Well, she ended up. It was a medical malpractice trial. It's a three week trial. Ooh, I'm in. Doctor Bob Kaplan. All she had to do was mention that her father in law's a doctor. Out. She got nixed. Oh, that's the key. That's you, a great because she'd be on the side of the doctors. Exactly. You're sympathetic to doctors. No yeah. lawyer. Like my mom's always. She's got alt out. doctor. Alt doctor. <laughs> my mom's never served in a jury for that reason too, because you know. Really. Yeah. So it's like all you have to do is if you, they like medical malpractice lawsuits. Can I go out off on a tangent? Yes. Those are the heart of what's wrong with America. They are because that's why insurance is so high. Medical insurance is so high because everyone's suing doctors. I know. So of course the doctors need high insurance, but then you need high insurance because the doctors need high insurance. So because they need, because Doctor Bob needs high insurance, so you can't sue him. But then because he needs high insurance he needs to get paid a lot of money so he can cover his own insurance yeah and because he gets paid a lot of money i now need to have high insurance and also so many i'm sure there's like a lot of tests that we do we should have asked dr shree this but next time we have a doctor on dr shree grandy yeah yeah, i'm sure there's a lot of tests they do that they probably don't need to do just because they're like cover ourselves in case of a lawsuit exactly it's a higher cost so so i want to be on that trial because i want to find him uh innocent and i want to reverse can i reverse but guess what as a trial as a jerk if they're listening to the podcast which i'm sure they will lawyers know how to do their jobs they're gonna hear you do this rant and you'll be all jury duty too now you just got yourself off ah (laughs) i want on that one though (laughs) all right so she got off she got off and speaking of this actually ties in we're talking we're on medical theme right because i i agree with you as a son of a doctor i agree with you 100 percent. yes so keep me off juries too um, but um, I uh, have some medical news. Have you noticed anything different about my appearance today? You're skinnier every week. I'm skinnier every week, but I'm and I'm carrying a little less weight around the. Uh, That's why you're skinnier. I don't see a life vest. There's no holster. I don't have my Walkman. I don't Uh-oh. have my vest. Oh, your security blanket. I went off the rails. I've been getting calls from the company. They're saying I don't. I don't hear any beeping either. They're saying we haven't. Your thing's not going on. I said talk to the doctor because Doctor Shaw, my doctor cleared me. Second best doctor. Second best cardiologist in town. He said, you don't need it anymore. Um, You've passed the test. They gave me a... I went for a cardiac MRI. I'm sure you've never had this, right? No. (laughs) Have you ever had any sort of MRI? Yes, I have. So, you know, it's like... you They put you in that little bat cave. Yeah. So I didn't realize... Because Ruby, a few years ago, Ruby... Teddy pushed Ruby, my daughter, (laughs) and she hit her head on a glass table. Oh, jeez. And um, she ended up uh, in the uh, emergency room. And they gave her an MRI to be, it was a precaution, make sure she had a concussion. Wow. They wrapped her up. So I was like, well, Ruby's done it. So then I, I, I'm sure it's not that big a deal. Yeah, I, if a four-year-old girl can handle it. She was like it. two at the time, but yeah. Oh, she was like two, but yeah. A two-year-old girl can handle it, I can handle it, right? Sure. But she only did it for like, I don't know, I feel like it was like 10, 15 minutes. Mine was an hour. They give One me, hour they give, in the back yeah, cave? And they give you like a, a ball to hold. They're like, this is your emergency ball. I'm like, what? Yeah. What am I going to do that for? They slide you in, and then you get in there, and it's like really tight. And yeah. all of a sudden I'm like, I'm not claustrophobic, but I'm a little claustrophobic. This is, and then I'm like, I can't push this emergency ball and be a pussy. Like, <laughs> it's got to be a real emergency. Like, I got to like, I don't know. So you're in there for one hour. You're in for one hour. And I like, I tried to, uh, I tried to just think about, I, the Sixers were still playing. It was like, the game seven was about to happen. I tried to think about that. Try to like, it's almost like when you're having sex holding out. You try to think about things, keep your mind. Sure. Because I didn't want to move. Because I, once I, I have spill, because as I've talked about before, I don't. You have what? I spill, it's a Yiddish term for I can't sit still. 
What's the term? Yiddish spilkis. Spilkis. Yiddish word of the day. Ooh. So only once did they reprimand me. Can he lives put- on the Upper West Side. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Old man Spilkis. Old man Spilkis. Use that in your Friars Club act. <laughs> nice. Oh, there's your. There's a title. Spilkis. The, the goy with Spilkis. <laughs> <laughs> so I gotta figure out what it means yeah. first. <laughs> fidgety? It means you're fidgety. Yeah, it means you're fidgety. So oh, okay. uh, a dentist said that the to yips. Me. The yips, exactly. So well, no, the yips is like Mark L. Fault or something. But oh, okay. You, but um. So anyway, they were like they reprimanded me once. I wasn't sitting still. I focused. I made it through the hour. Uh, they told me a few days later, you pass the test, you get rid of the vest. But I gotta be honest, I'm like having trouble adjusting. I complained about that thing, but now I'm really having trouble adjusting to life without the vest. For starters, like every time I get up, I'm, I was always very conscious so I wouldn't knock over anything. It's become like an appendage. I'm like used to like I'd walk differently so I wouldn't walk into people with yeah. this thing. You know, I, I, I didn't want my pants to go off. I was yeah, used it to, was like an extra, extra, extra large cell phone on your hip pocket. Yeah, I was very conscious of, of having my hands ready to like hit the button so the alarm wouldn't go off. Yeah, your quick trigger I, finger. I was quick trigger. I was very loud. I really enjoyed the, the um, built-in excuse I had because every morning I had to... Uh, do the whole routine of taking it off and cleaning it and changing the battery. And it took a lot of time. So it was like, I could be late for anything. Yeah. And it now, was also, now I'm back to normal. It was also perfect because at first glance, it's not noticeable. Yeah. So you don't necessarily notice you have it. So if you don't want people to know they have you it, put in a jacket was the key. Yeah. And then people really don't notice it. But if you want to milk it, if you want to, yeah, so you that, point right down to it. And then it becomes immediately obvious. It's like, oh, wow, you have this big thing on your pocket. Right. And speaking of milking it, I feel like, I mean, the live podcast was an example of this, but even my everyday life. I mean, this podcast and this be, podcast, but I uh, it, a lot of mileage out of it. Yeah. It became a prop every time I see somebody. Sure. And if you have not, you have an awkward silence, you just point to this thing. You, old, you let the alarm go off and all of a sudden you something to talk about so now it's like if you took uh if you took gallagher's watermelons away i mean i went to a bar to watch some basketball with some friends in brooklyn when i still had it and i'm telling you randy kaplan shouldn't let me out of the house because you're the most interesting guy in a bar (laughs) and you got a life vest all the old guys there's no but there's no other men in that bar with that contraption so you know (laughs) gave me some you made me give me some character so now you know it's i'm adjusting to life as a normal but it was maybe a good thing because at cardiac rehab, which I go to three times a week, Chat up. there's another young guy now. I have competition for the like domination. Yeah. There's a guy, he's like a few years older than me. I think he's like 46. Ooh. But he's like, you know, within the, he said to me, he's like, no, he's like, don't take this the wrong way, but I was happy to see you. Like he, like he was happy to see someone younger than him had a heart attack. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but so he's pretty good. He's already running on the treadmill because I dominate the athletic stuff there. Sure. But the life fest was holding me back Do you a guys little. have like an Olympics... Like a, like once a year, like get together, like the uh, Paralympics. <laughs> we should like have that the, but, but, uh, the, like the special Olympics, the cardiac Olympics, yeah, for heart attack victims. It'd have to be different because you know when you um when you race, anytime you run, you sprint to the finish. That's your na- you run as hard, even if it's a long race, as long as fast as you can go for that last stretch. Yeah. You're gonna do. But they're very into um, like I've gotten yelled at twice by the woman who's like they're really into like the the cool down. How you should never like you don't like work out like when you work out. It's like healthier to cool yourself down before you're done. Oh. So you're just like, you're not supposed to run through the tape. We run through the yeah, like which is the exact opposite of the way I work out at CrossFit when you like kill it to make the time yeah. and and yeah, when you sprint or ra- when you race yeah, somebody, you run through the tape. Yeah, so Stick it's your like chest out. Yeah, it's almost like when you watch basketball and like you're like, oh, they're saving for the fourth quarter. Yes, I have to be the player who's like going to get off to a good start. Yeah, and then just like sort of 
You're post- a, the fourth quarter, I'll stand around. Look. Second quarter performer. Second quarter. <laughs> second quarter cap. They so call it would him. affect the whole Olympics. That's the name of your comedy yeah. album. Yeah. Second quarter cap. So yeah, we'd have to change the way we'd score this Olympics. But it's an idea. I'll play around with it. I'll. I'll so what's uh, the new comedy without the life vest? I, I guess I got to really focus on this rehab. I think I'm thinking about. You're focus on rehab. A lot of good characters. Go back there. to the kids. Teddy the, Kaplan. The Ruby kids. Kaplan. Yeah. Go back to them. We got. Maybe we have to take up. Uh, start coaching the soccer team again. The soccer team. I've got. Um, yeah, I have. I have some things with the kids. I don't want to say them now. You're still I, Jewish. I'm still Jewish. Yeah. I, my kids are very Jewish. Or Teddy <laughs> is. You know, I ran in. I ran. Shout out, uh, Rabbi Zev. Shout out to Rabbi Zev of the Chabad LIC. Stopped me in the grocery store the other day Ooh. in Long Island City. I was with the kids, and he said, Michael, I just got to talk to you for a second. I've been listening to your podcast. They're great. Catching up on a lot of old episodes. Oh. Love the free-range parenting one. I think that speaks to people with lots of kids. This is the, Look at loved you. Loved a bunch of the recent ones, and I'm all feeling great. I feel like this is a great mitzvah. I've made the rabbi laugh. Getting can, recognized I, in the produce I feel like style. that's high. It's a big mitzvah in Judaism. That is. You know, you bring that up at the Friars Club. That'll be that'll get me. I'll up. bring up. I'll drop his name. And Ruby Kaplan comes in, interrupts us, and says, "I don't like being Jewish. It's boring." No, <laughs> right to the rabbi. Really? Yes. <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, what do you say?" And yeah, and then Teddy goes, "Yeah, my sister, she ate spaghetti and uh, pretzels on Passover. She's she doesn't like being Jewish." But Teddy's a big Jew. Teddy's a big Jew. That's- he. Ty, that's like Tyler, the opposite of Tyler. Ty, and I. Yeah, Teddy was Teddy. Understand? He picks up things he learns in this Hebrew school that I don't know about. There was some second Passover holiday the other day, and we had a race home before sundown for him to eat a little piece of matzah. I've never heard of this. Wait, holiday. They passed over twice. I, I think it's they a passed de- back over. I think it's my understanding. There's like a prayer or something you say in case you like screwed up on Passover and you're bad and you get a second chance. Oh. I've never heard of this. I like a second it's chance. A loophole. Yeah, America loves Jews, a second this chance. An- this is another reason why we're great lawyers. The whole Jewish experience, the Talmud, everything is full. It's all about finding loopholes to laws we make. <laughs> so, so that's the key. We start figuring them out young. So that's what the Erev, have you ever seen in Brooklyn? Those things, so you can do stuff on Sabbath. And yeah. So. Oh, great. So yeah, I have. I feel better. I don't feel as lost. I feel like I still got comedy in the tank. Good. I'm thinking of you ideas. Do. I got something for next week already. There's a lot so, left. A lot oh, left. You already have an idea. I, for next I got week. one. I don't want to save it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> all right, Cap. Wait. Should we get to? Uh, should we get to us? Let's get to us. We're our last two guests. We're Bring us in. In before we go to our new studio. Yeah, it's just us two, right? We're our last two guests. Not I was gonna say in the in studios, but yeah, we're not I guess in we the should studio. say if you want to download Ents to see what they're up to when we're not there, it's E N S E. It's in the App Store. And if you want to get in touch with us, donents us at gmail.com. Play the music. Bring us in. <laughs> Back, Kaplan. I want to talk about this new studio we're getting to. Okay. The whole thing. So it's we're going big time. I mean, I know we don't like to we don't like to uh, big ups ourselves, as they say. Mm-hmm. We don't like to say say we don't like to talk about ourselves too much. All right. No, we don't. We're never been one to do that, but we're really making a big move here. We are. We're moving we're, to this is, people who know the business know this is a big move. This anyone is, who knows the comedy world knows that Stand Up Labs. That's a big network. Yeah. And you that's know. a lot of people have run through there. Jared Freed has been on that network at one point with his uh, J Train podcast that launched him into superstardom. Yeah, yeah Mark Norman, what's theirs? Tuesdays with Stories. They were yeah. big. Yeah. They were over there. And it's, uh, you know, it's, there's a lot of people who were after, you know, because, you know, our friends over at Sorry I've Been So Busy, 
They just they just uh, you know said a, said goodbye, closed up shop. Unfortunately for the they guys, cl- that's a great pod. A great go, pod. Go listen to it. It's now in the annals. It's of, now in the annals. Uh, uh, they give us a very nice shout out in the finale. They did. They we love those people. So we they are. I'm welcoming their audience, and I'm saying like, <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping. I'm hoping. Kaplan, you're ruthless. <laughs> so what are you're doing? That thing where like when a Bernie loses and he's and Hillary's like, but vote for me. Exactly. So I was gonna say I thought originally we maybe we'd go into their space, take their time slot. Wow, but, you really but, want to go for the jugular. But go for the jugular. But then you said, what about Stand Up New York? Oh, and you I mean said, over at Showbridge over Studios. Over at Showbridge Studios. I'm saying, well, wait, we had let's a lot be of honest. offers. A lot of offers. We had a lot of offers on our plate. Yeah, we of, were that big indie band the, yeah. that we stayed indie for so long. We All did. the majors We were the coming ultimate indie podcast. We were. Now we sold out. Yeah. We you, sold out Stand you're gonna, Up you're gonna, that, Is that what you're going to miss the most? What I'm going to miss. Okay, so let's go through this. Yeah. Let's go through the stuff we're looking forward to at the new place. The positives and the negatives of going corporate. Because we're going corporate. Yeah. Let's sell, be honest. I mean, we were, we did plug Amazon every other podcast. <laughs> yeah. But we weren't corporate. But that was our decision. That was our decision. And we're, we're still going to be doing that. Yeah. <laughs> so um, the only thing that's going to change, well, let's say this. It's just to, to quell everyone's fears. Is that a word? Well, yes. The only thing that's going to change is at the beginning of every episode, there's going to be a little uh, intro from Stand Up Labs. Well, welcome to Stand Up Labs Studios. After that, everything's going to be exactly the same. Yeah. And we have a new producer. Except, so they're not telling us what to say. Except we don't know how I'm going to react to be. You've been in. You've been a guest on these real podcasts. You've done the works. I've been at Stand Up Labs a yeah. couple times on these podcasts. I don't know. I might crack under the pressure of the, the lights and the, the seats. You told me there's seats and there's. I, there's going to be big lights. I, I, I there, don't know. This might be it. There's I, video. Next options. week might be the last episode if I don't. If I, I might burn. We might fail. You mean fail? Crack under the pressure just yeah, failed. I might not be able to handle it. It's like going from college to the pros. Yeah. Well, you there's know? some great college players who weren't so uh, weren't so hot once they got up there. You're gonna be a uh, gonna be a, a Bobby Pearl Hurley Washington or Burrow, Burrow, Yeah, Bobby Hurley. Get in a car wreck. Yeah. <laughs> so um, upgrades. Here's what's gonna be cool about the new place. We already talked about the producer Matt. Yeah. Uh, we're always. We're never gonna be, lose the recording. Like you, there's no pressure you to press the button record. We've lost so many episodes because I forget to press record. We've had, uh, well, that's one, which I don't, that doesn't affect the audience. It I affects guess. the audience because they lost out on some great content. You did lose out on and some great content. And then sometimes I overcome, I, I try to redo it. I try to recreate the moment sometimes. You I've can't do that. do that, but. You can't recreate it. It never happens. So, yeah, yeah. It's, they're going to have a better experience. We're not actors. No, we're podcasters. We are not. We're better than actors. <laughs> well, uh, that's, another that's thing, this morning. It took me 30 minutes to find the SD card, which is the card which is behind the curtain. That's the card that you plug in that records the whole episode. I was cha- I was uh, hunting around my apartment for a half an hour trying to find that card, mm-hmm. just so then I could get all the stuff together, come meet you. Now I got we're recording. We had to set up the studio, record this episode. Now I have to go home after this. I have to edit this episode, then put it out. Mm. This is gonna save me five to 20 hours a week. <laughs> I would say range. of just now what we get to do. We walk into the studio, this big fancy studio. We'll post pictures of the studio next week when we yeah, get there. Once we're there, we are going to walk into the studio. Producer Matt's going to turn on the mics. We're going to say one of those signs says recording. There's a recording sign. Ooh, there is. Oh boy! So it's no a- one comes in. No one barges yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. And then um, we're going to record the episode. There's a clock on the wall, so we know it's an hour. We mm. want to try to stick to about an hour. We know we can stick to, and then we leave. We're done. We leave. We go home. Producer Matt does the rest of it. How about that? I can get back to writing jokes. Get back to writing jokes. Get on the road. Come see you, the listener. The jokes have suffered. In your town, in Miami, Florida, which I'm going to be at Saturday night this week. Everybody come out to Miami, Florida. I'll be there (laughs) Saturday night. Uh, In Washington, D.C., which I'll be in a couple weeks. In 
Dallas, Texas, which I'll be in in September at the Friars Club, June 7th. Come see me. I'm going to get out to you. More time to get on the road. More time to hang with Cap. More time to write new material more for this podcast. More time for your uh, wife. She's going to have you back. She's lost you all this time. You've been working on the pod. Exactly. <laughs> You've I'm changed, man. You came to America. Uh, other things. Wider, a wider potential audience. So uh, when you get we, on these big networks. What does race have to do with? Uh, we say wider? W-I-D. Oh, I think they said a wider audience. I was like. No, <laughs> no, no, no. They have the Sherrod Smalls I think up all there. podcast listeners are white. Yamanika Saunders is up there. <laughs> I think that's no, the this is a mixed The whitest thing ever is listening to a podcast. <laughs> they got a lot of different. No, a wider. Wider, okay. Potential audience. So once yeah. you're on the networks, it gets out to their, their yeah, listeners, yeah, you know? Yes. But yeah. one downside. What's that? It's, it does cost a little money. I think producer Matt needs to get paid. So mm. more important now than ever, we need every listener to start sharing this pod again. Yeah. Like you did the first six months of this show where we were just yeah. building, building, building. If we get a big enough audience, then we won't have to pay him maybe, Matt. Matt will pay us. Here's what's happening. <laughs> we're taking a risk by moving to this new studio. Yeah. And the risk only pays off if the audience grows. Yeah, if you don't so, grow, make babies, people, and raise them as listeners. <laughs> well, an easier way to do it is just tell your friend to listen to the pod. Oh, that's it. Just suggest, suggest it to a friend. If everybody yeah. in this who listens to this pod at, tells one person, we double no. the size, boom. Like, I was driving to work today, and I was listening to Howard Stern, yeah. and uh, I was laughing. And I was like, if someone looked at me in the car, I would have been see like... See you laughing? They, they see me laughing. Like, they, oh, look, they look at your but dial. But if you listen to the podcast, listen to your podcast, people who are driving. Yeah. Leave the windows open. It's summertime. Say, put the top Lost down. in America, people. Yeah. Come on, tune in. Find it at lostinamericapod.com. Yeah, so what else? What are some other things we're looking forward to? Um, video capabilities up there. Ooh. So we can't, uh, we can't exactly announce how, but we might be able to start doing this on the air. Like, uh, you, you might be able to watch while we do the podcast. Yeah. So, oh, the other ex- exciting thing is we're going to be recording at the same time every week. Yes, that's exciting. So this for, comes out not on, the audience so much. <laughs> well, no, this is why it, it will be exciting for them is because you once we line up video, which we yep. might be doing, then there'll be the same time every week which, you can watch us live on and YouTube. And I think we can break some news too on that. What's that? The the, the higher ups over at Stand Up, John, one of his, one of his negotiating things he said is, I need you guys on Mondays. Stand up New York. He wants, yeah, he You're wants right. the podcast to come out on Mondays. So the podcast so, is now going to be coming out on Mondays instead of Wednesdays. So you have a whole week. A whole week. He said it's better for rate. You know, it's drive time. Mondays it's drive time. gets the listeners and he gets them going to the other podcast the rest of the week. So he needs us to. So it's coming out Monday Monday mornings, late night Sunday night, yeah. early Monday we're mornings. Gonna, so when you we'll wake be battling up, Howard Stern now, we're we'll battling head to head. We're going head to head with Host Stern. Yes. So when you're driving to work Monday mornings. Flip on the pod. We'll be there with you every Monday. Every Monday morning, baby. So that's... And then we're, I'm going to miss the guys, the boys over at Ints a little bit, I got to say. Yeah, let's get uh, to the negatives. Yeah, you know, I'm going to miss the... the I, I liked feeling like we were part of the startup team, even though we didn't have shares. We I, did. haven't, I haven't cashed it. Oh, I got to cash in my hotel voucher. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's long gone. <laughs> they auctioned off shares and we yeah, didn't win. We didn't win. But, um, you know, I just felt like we were in on the decision making. They let us see the betas at the NSAP. They did. I Sometimes thought, they would ask us advice on advice. how to run a business. Yeah, we would get to eavesdrop on their conversations. I, I, I like to see what the young people are up to. Sure. And uh, they're all, I'm going to miss the crazies over there. Yeah, remember they just had him in and out. In There'd and be out. some guy because people were using the space. The Ingram was very James Dolan. He had a band. He had, oh, he still is. His, his real hobby, even though he was had this, he uh, got a whole all, band in that studio. He jamming. made millions off of off of Venmo. We think, and then he started this. Uh, well, yeah, we think, allegedly, and then he started this. Int, he bankrolled Ints. Yeah, 
His real passion was to have a band, Ikram yep. and the Immigrant Groove, yes, which, just like James Dolan, the owner of the New York Knicks. And so he always had these, coming in and out were all these musicians. Yeah, he had a lot of interesting musicians. They had dashikis on. A lot of music. Every time I try to get a meeting with that guy to discuss our studio space, if he wasn't so into the band, we might still be there. We're going to save it. Yeah, he, he was, always he be blasting away music in there. I could never get in. He was rocking out. And so it was this weird mix of these uh, musicians from around the world. The best, he would always have the best of. It would be like the best uh, uh, xylophone player okay. from sub-Saharan Africa. Yeah. And then sitting next to him would be some tech nerd from the Silicon Valley who's like designing, like trying to make the Ince logo into a 3D uh, printer. <laughs> yes. Right? And then there'd be these angels. And, and Ikram's angels, Ikram's I used to call angels. Them. There was always these different girls. They were like interns. I don't know. Yeah, he was always hiring interns. These 22, 23-year-olds. Like, always attractive. Never. Did he ever hire one guy intern? Never once. It never was me too. I just want to go on record. I don't think he me too'd anybody. He was never outed, at least. Hickram <laughs> was never outed. Uh, but if it that. comes up, we're gonna we're gonna retroactively re-edit this episode to say that's why we left. That's why we left. <laughs> we felt uncomfortable and instant. You know the other reason why I'm glad we're leaving? What? For a long time they they the great I'm gonna, I I missed they had a, like a really good selection of food from Trader Joe's. These animal crackers. Craft service. Great craft services, it great. but it was really dwindling lately. I noticed there was a lot less spread. So, oh yeah, the, by the end the, there might be some cutbacks. The, you know, the startup business, you start losing some of your funding. I don't well, know. There was definitely less staff, less staff near the end. Yeah. So they're still in business, by the way. I, I don't think they're over. No, but they're, there was less staff. They were cutting corners. There was yeah. less angels. There was there's less. Like, the accountant one day like was like, guys, we can't make it work with these animal crackers. <laughs> You gotta make some cuts here. They still had the same amount of musicians. Yeah, well, that's the same not, amount. A different ma- the money's coming from a different source there. You're right. You're right. Different revenue stream. Yeah. So. Um. So. Sh- so you know, God bless Ince. Shout out to Ince. But if you yeah. want to get in touch with us, don't ince us at gmail.com. Gmail.com. Maybe one day when Ince blows up, uh, you know, they can come on. The, they can become a real official sponsor of uh, Stand Up New York. We can. We can make them. We can make a meeting together. Yes. And in the meantime, Ikram and the Immigrant Groove. You know, maybe we, we, we wish you luck. Long may you run. Yeah. Long may you run. Long may you oh, run, Maybe brother. one day they'll be opening for Turner at some big show. Ex- right? Oh, that'd be great. Do a mixed music uh, yeah. comedy show. So, Cap, one thing I want to get to, because now that I'm recording this album, I'm doing this hour of comedy. This is yeah. comedy I've been writing over the past couple years, I would yeah, say. Yeah. Right? Stand up. But what the thing is now in America, once you're done, once you finish the album, yeah, that's it. Because you want to start selling it at your shows, and you don't want to be that guy who... Does an hour of stand-up comedy live in uh, Carlsbad, New Mexico, which yep. I'll be in October of this year. <laughs> Early plug. Shout out. And you don't want to do the hour and then afterwards say, hey, everybody, buy my CD, buy my album, buy my record, buy my thing. And then you're selling them something that they just heard. Yeah. So you want to be performing a new hour and then they can buy the old one. You follow? Mm-hmm. So the pressure is now on me starting on June 8th because I'm recording on June 7th. On June 8th, the pressure's on me to have a new hour of comedy by the time this thing comes out in September Yeah. so I can tour and have a new hour. So what I'm, what I'm getting to is I want to try out... Can I try out some new jokes on you? Try some out. Let's hear them. Because I got this new material that won't be on this... It won't be on this thing on June, June 7th, but I'm going to have oh. to start doing it right after. Right, right. You're, you're always thinking. So I can build up to the new hour. All right. So this is not... We're not... I don't want the people coming June 7th to be like, you're getting the jokes here. No. And these are not finished products. Yes. Let me say. These are brand new... These are ideas. So, this Cap, is, why did the chicken cross the road, but we don't have the answer? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, what I, I what I need out of you right now, if you like the joke, let's run with it. Let's add to it. Let's build it. Let's see if we can build it in a new joke. If you don't like it, 
Give me a give me a college try on every joke. Oh Some God. of these might not work. And people can always donate us at gmail.com. Joke ideas. Joke ideas. <laughs> yeah. All right. First chunk. Golf. Um, golf. Yes. Did you ever play junior golf when you were a kid? What does that mean? Play golf as a kid? Was junior golf mini Ooh. golf? All right. This is good. No. So junior golf is golf. Like when you belong to a country club, it's golf, but for kids. Right. It's like kids basketball, little league baseball. Yeah. Okay. Soccer. Oh, so they have golf. They do that for kids. Is it a smaller course? It's like a. It's like oh, it's like one of those smaller courses. It's not as big as a real course. That's what you would think. No. But no, because they're the least creative people on earth. It was clearly created by dads at golf courses because it's just golf. Oh. But kids have to play, so you still have to hit the ball four hundred yards on a par four. You still have to get it. I was gonna say that maybe that's when everyone says how good Trump's handicap is. I was like, maybe he's playing on those junior courses. There's no such thing oh, as a junior's yeah, course. Yeah. It's a regular course, but they call it junior Is golf. Is it like a different ball so it'll travel farther? No. For the kids? no. Literally, every, you, still, you even have to wear a collared shirt. You have to wear a polo just well, like good. Your, Make your the dad. Kids, yeah, it's good for the... Everything's the same except for you're a kid. So it's not junior golf, it's just golf. It's just golf. <laughs> the only thing that's junior is your club's shorter because you're shorter. But that's like tennis. That makes it harder right? Like when you, you can't hit it as far. Like if you play tennis as a kid, you have a smaller racket... But it's not called junior tennis. It's just tennis. Yeah, they call it junior <laughs> golf. That, yeah, that, it would be like having a junior marathon, but it's still 26 miles. <laughs> yeah, just run. Yeah, yeah. It's still 400 yards. Little League Baseball is the like same diamond, I guess. But No, you, Little League Baseball is a smaller diamond. It's a smaller diamond, and yeah. you use aluminum bats. and everything smaller. And, uh, I don't know if the ball is different or not, I'm sure. And any, less innings. Yeah. Everything, every sport's like that, except, uh, except uh, golf. So it's junior golf. And even having the shorter club, you can't hit it as far. I mean, junior football, you can uh, actually tackle harder than the NFL nowadays. But the kids are smaller. The kids are smaller. So you're playing against smaller kids. You're still playing against the course. So you play junior golf, but then you didn't graduate to the regular stuff, or you still play? I played junior golf as a kid. It's a whole scam. It's literally their whole business model is just to hope you've never heard of miniature golf. (laughs) Right. Because everything about miniature golf is way more fun. Yeah. that's that's They must hate miniature golf because they're like... It's the big enemy. It's like the internet. It's like the way like phones are ruining kids' attention spans or video games. It's like, yes. how are you going to get a kid to sit through a whole golf game when you just play in a mini golf where there's like a clown and a, you know, like a thing goes up and down. And Not to mention Golden Tee. The Golden Tee. There's oh, video game golf. That's, yeah. And they're still trying to get kids out there. And you still only have four strokes. Oh, for par, you mean? Or? Yeah, so you have to hit it 400 yards. they must yards. adjust the par. No, they don't. Well, they literally <laughs> don't adjust anything. <laughs> Doesn't the par set by like a player? So wouldn't the par be set by like a junior player? No, it's seven. No, par is 72. Mm. No matter if you're a man, woman, or child. Yeah. The only advantage you get is you get to hit from the ladies' tees. Oh. But those are still adult women. Right. It's just closer, the ladies' tees. It's closer by like 30 oh, yards. Oh, right. I did play. I remember when I would go down to Florida to visit my grandfather. Yeah. And they would play golf, my grandparents, and I would hit where my grandmother would hit. That would be, that's junior golf. I yeah, played that's junior, junior golf. golf. I didn't even know it. But it's not a lot closer. It's like, yeah, it's a little bit closer. And, you know, it's golf. It, it reminds me of something that's happened recently. We went to, um, you know what a Shiva call is? Shiva? Like when someone passes away who's Jewish, they have like, for like about a week afterwards at the home of like the daughter. Oh, you sit Shiva? Yeah, it's like, any, yeah, it's like anytime. Any what does that time, mean? It just means like visit. It just basically means like official visitation, okay. bring food and there'll be prayer books and whatever. And But it was like, I went to Shiva call for a friend of Randy's a few weeks ago and it was up in Connecticut and um, it was like a very, like you walked in, it was all these, there's all these people and it's like solemn occasion, of course. So you're not yeah. like partying, but still it's like hard to make, it, perfect thing was on TV, the Masters. Someone was yes. watching the Masters. Tiger Woods, this guy, for all the bad he did to you know his wife, yeah. whatever. Sure, <laughs> he really brings people together. I've never oh, seen him really like does. watching this Masters, 
everyone's like captivated. Like it's the most exciting. I didn't know. I've never watched golf. People love Tiger Woods. They love it. They were so yeah. into it. So I'm watching it with Teddy. I'm trying to explain. I was. This is it. He was learning about golf. Yeah. Because he's only played mini golf. And America loves a comeback. And he's story. like, what if you hit the ball? He thinks it's hilarious seeing the ball in the sand. Trap. Oh, he's only hit it over like volcanoes. Yeah. And stuff. So like, yeah. I think this is the idea. I was gonna say is that for junior golf to be a thing to get kids into it, they need yeah. more sand, crazy things. Because Teddy thinks the sand trap, one of the players hit the ball in the water or something. Yes. He thinks that's hilarious. He thinks they should have to, <laughs> he thinks they should have to hit the ball out of the water. Yes. So like they need to like come up with ways like that. Or you should add in, like crocodiles. Right. You have to go in and get the water or yeah. go into, yeah, where the sand's like quicksand. Like ways to make it fun. Quicksand. Good idea. Because, you know, or wait, he's like, what if you hit the ball so high it hits an asteroid? I'm like, well, so if you have stuff in the air. This is literally a game that was created by 50-year-old drunk dads yeah. who wanted something to do with their kids while they played golf. And they still had to watch their kid. Yeah. So they're like, all right, just you play golf too. Kills a lot of the day. We'll call it junior golf. Yeah. And it's like you spend a whole half day, day with your kid this way. They still have to play 18 holes. He's still playing. Yeah. Is there a different golf cart? Do they get to ride like a a fun, like, there's nothing. Like a racer car, like Like a a bumper bumper car? Bumper bumper golf carts. That's a billion dollar idea. We're inventing a real junior golf. Okay. We need some greens. Done. (laughs) And don't enter us at gmail.com if you have some space to give us. Some lands. Don't incest means incest. I mean, it means email. Email us. Don't incest at gmail.com. Okay, this yes. is getting confusing. Great. I love it. Now we're on to something. All right. Now we're rolling. I'm Next glad. one. I got a couple more. All right. I can now tell who's rich. You, how's that? Have I talked about this on the pod? No. Because you can't tell anymore in America because everybody has a big screen TV. Yeah. You've, I think They're you like 20 that. bucks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, everybody leases a Mercedes. That's true. Here's how you can tell Credit who's cards. rich. Credit cards. You look at people's, you go into their house, you look at the light switches on, in their living room and see how many in a row they have. Regular people have two. Yeah. Rich I people, 37. Rich people, 37. <laughs> like it's in a row and none of them turn on the lights. <laughs> yes. Right? And there's lots of different power things in the house. And, there are, and it's increasingly levels of what rich people have that yeah. they turn on. Like first one, always, is always garbage disposal. Mm-hmm. Right? Because regular people take out the garbage, but rich people just like, you put it in the hole, it goes somewhere. Who cares? Yeah. yeah. Second one, it's like uh, swimming well, pool light. Oh, yeah. Well, it's got to be an underground swimming pool for starters. The above ground is the like, not a rich person. Well, you don't know because you turn it on and you can't see anything. Yeah, but you know what I mean? The two different kinds of swimming pool people have. That's a good way to separate you. What do you call the other one? There's the kinds that are like those above ground pools. Those are like the- Oh, I'm not talking. Those don't have Come on. The white <laughs> trash swimming pools? <laughs> yes. Those are fucking- Those are- uh, Swimming holes, they call them. Those aren't called swimming pools. Okay. A real swimming pool. Oh, light? The light. You go, so you turn, someone's you're like, turn on the, the lights, p- and you turn it on, and it does nothing, and you're like, I don't get this. Like, oh, that's the swimming pool light. The in, in oh, the I, pool. I think my parents have a swimming pool the light. The in the pool light. Nice. Rich people have that. Mm. And then, and then my dad's getting sued. But it, it all gets more and more rich. <laughs> yeah. So the regular, it's you got the garbage disposal. Then it's the swimming pool light. Mm. Then it's boom, helicopter on the roof. Then, 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 then. We don't have that. The next one, hazmat suit comes, comes to, and then because you own Amazon, and then you got to, because when you're going to get the levels. When you explode, explode the world, you got to yeah. put on your suit and fly away in your helicopter. All right. I like these levels. This is a good Do you bit. like the levels? I like the levels bit. Yeah, build on that. That's a good bit? Yes, that's a good bit. Let's build on that with uh, more examples. And then the ultra rich don't even have light switches. It's lamps. They just use, tel- they have like a chip already? They, they all can- have lamps because they're writing their novel and it's like they want to Oh, like cool old lamps. That yeah, look like, cool old That looks lamps. like a piece of crap. It's a big fine line between like a, just like um, a poor person's lamp. Sure, poor like people a- also have lamps. <laughs> like, like, but they have like one that you, in the middle of the room. It <laughs> yeah, no, comes down, no, and no shade. They have candles. Yeah. No. Another way to tell people who's rich on the same idea. Yeah. Um, you look at the kind of car someone has, and then um, the accent of the person in the commercial who's selling the car. 
The, so the oh. richest cars, uh-huh. the best car is British accent. British accent. Hello, Jaguar. <laughs> right? Right. Regular car, American accent. It's uh, like, get Mercedes your, get your had the uh, John Hamm commercial. He's... So that brings him down a level. It brings him down. Unless they never say he's not as good now. Not as good if it's an American accent. Oh, okay, he ruins it. And then the lowest, the crappiest car <laughs> is that it's the guy. It's literally you know him. He lives two blocks away and he sells the used cars on the corner. Yeah, come on down to used oh, car Toyota. Guys. You're, you're going to yeah. get your Ford truck. Every town's got a guy like that. That's and he always has a Texas accent, no matter what rich. part of the country. You're that in. guy's probably rich though. He's got yeah, good lights. He's poor. He's people got rich. a lot of lamps. He's got a lot of. But lamps. he has an above ground pool. He's an above ground pool. He's got a little bit of each. All right, you like it? Yeah, you can go. Those with that are one. my ideas Those for this one. All right, Cap, should we get to the news? I think we need to find out what's happening in the world. Play, Play the music. The music. news story of the week comes from the New York Post, one of our favorites. All right. Parents who raise kids as vegans should be prosecuted. Agree. Doctors in Belgium. Favorite doctor in all of Belgium. Why? Go for it. Oh, doc- oh I thought it was a doctor. Doctors. No, the doctor's from Belgium. Well, don't you think it's like um, prosecuted? Go- sent to prison. Sent to- it's like blue shirt. I mean, I guess this is a slippery slope thing because you could argue that people who teach their kids crazy religions being religious... It's it's like a, it's like fanatical veganism. Sure, in my opinion. Sure. If you're an adult, you could choose to do what you want. Eat what well, you it's want. like the anti-vaxxers. They get so they get so crazy about it, and to make your kids not be able to eat like a hamburger, or you know, experience yeah. like normal eating like a sandwich, and again, they get made fun of at school because they're eating like tofu, whatever. And oh, they end up they say they have a complex. A hundred percent of those kids uh, become drug addicts at age sixteen. A hundred percent of our hundred percent because they're not allowed to do stuff that all their friends are doing. Yeah. And so when you're not allowed to do what all your whole peer group is doing, then at some yeah. point you rebel and you go way over the top. Yeah, like I think like if you're too healthy with your kids in general, like you should be, your kids should be healthy. But if you let them, don't let them ever eat anything. Yeah. Well, what are they going to do when they get on their own? They're just going to be first year a week in college instead of booze and they're going to be eating chocolate bars every day. I knew <laughs> this girl who worked, uh, was a Jehovah Witness growing mm. up. And so she could never, she had to stand outside when we had like Christmas parties. Birthday parties, yeah. Birthday parties, Christmas parties. Well, she came to the party but then just stood outside? Yeah, literally she would Oh, the bench the oh, okay. The, the teacher would be like, I don't know. This is like before they figured <laughs> yeah, out what to do with kids. Sensitivity. Yeah, the teacher would be like, I don't know. Just go sit outside. I don't think we have any like Jehovah's Witnesses in Long Island City, so I don't think that's an issue at my kid's school. Well, but. she turned 18, went to San Diego State. And started I bumped away. into her down there. She working at Hooters. Oh, wow. Hooters waitress. Not there's anything wrong with it. Well, you know, the Jehovah's Witnesses have to have a chaperone on dates. So maybe she, once she was 18, she didn't want to do that. Maybe that was it. Another yeah. friend I knew, won't say his name, grown up. Uh, he and his brother couldn't eat sugar. The house had no sugar. Right. And uh, one, yeah, his brother There's got one thing, addicted. There's like, one thing, like, if you're like, crack. I'm going to be really healthy. Addicted to crack. Addicted to crack when <laughs> he was 18. But it's like, to the controlliness of vegan. It's one thing to, to, to really try to espouse healthiness and not eat a lot of meat with your kids if you want to do that. And maybe don't eat hot dogs. Sure. Yeah, yeah, But, yeah. like, that means they can't eat it where they go anywhere else. They're at friend's house. There was then their also, friend's parents have to, they have to watch out. I can't just give them, like, a thing of Cheez-Its or something. Oh, that's got cheese in it. That's it. Yeah, now, now you're making the other yeah. parents have to obey by your crazy laws. Yes. And can I tell you, I mean, I'm, I appreciate the support, 
But I'm getting some people who are sending me lots of emails with uh, vegan lifestyle recommendations for me. Don't incest at gmail.com. Don't incest me. I don't want to hear the, the, that I should be a vegan. Because that's blaming the victim for my heart attack. Sure. Oh, yeah. Don't blame the victim. That's what you're doing. You're victim shaming me. You got me. attacked. I'm getting attacked. My heart got attacked. That's and what it I'm was saying. Ne- nothing to do with what I eat in my mind. Don't double attack him. He's already been attacked once. Exactly. America. <laughs> Next story. Oh, last thing I want to say on those vegan kids. There was these vegan. There was these uh, kids who sat behind us on our flight to China a few weeks ago. Yeah, and I just kicking our seat the whole time, and they were too old to know, like a nine-year-old and a six-year-old. Were they vegans? Yeah. So we find out. <laughs> so halfway through the flight, uh, these kids are the worst. Their yeah. moms like, oh no, oh daughter, oh this a bread or something, <laughs> and the whole the moms we're telling the mom, can you not have your kids kick our seat? Oh, they don't mean it. They don't mean it. They'll come. They'll go to sleep mm. soon. It's all the tofu. But doesn't They're tell them. up on it. The parent doesn't tell the kid to shut up. They just tell us that their kid will be fine. Yeah. Halfway through, the flight attendant comes by, brings the food. Excuse me, these children are vegans. And mm. she sends it back. We ordered the vegan meal. Oh, my God. Of course, God. these little pieces of shit are vegans. Oh, my God. This is what you, because, like, I, I know I just had a ch- last thing on the way to check up for Teddy's thing and Red Ruby's, they had birthdays. And the doctors are really into, like, they, in the, when they interview the kids. Yeah. This, which I think they, I remember this as a kid, too. I don't know if you remember. The doctors ask you a lot of questions because I think they want to see if you're, like, um, a psycho. Well, they want to see, yeah, exactly. You're a psycho, like, <laughs> yeah. you're depressed. They also want to, I think they want to see for clues if you're like being abused or anything. So they want to, you have to answer. Oh. You know, like so, so, but they're doing it now with the healthy. They're like asking the kids, like, what do you eat that's healthy? And like, you, the kids got to answer. And like, you feel really nervous. Like, please say something healthy because I'm going to really? be judged as a parent right now. <laughs> Wait, in this where moment. is this? Where is the this doctor. Happening? So the doctor's like, what do you, what vegetables do you eat, Ruby? And she's like, peppers. She's like, what's a vegetable? And she's like, what else do you eat? Only peppers. I love peppers. Ruby's really, oh. Teddy really did a much better job of making us look good because he was listening. He really oversold it. Older. If you listen to Teddy's spiel, it was like, he like made it seem like all he's eating is fruit and vegetables. <laughs> and like, he knew the game. So I really commend him because I look better with the doctor's office. But that, shout so out, ve- shout out to Teddy. But I think the vegan, these Belgian doctors, to get back to that point, I hope they're doing the other way around where they're like, what do you eat that's protein? Yeah. And then the kids like tofu, and then they give them... And then um, they're handcuffs. And then they say, you know what? Tofu's not really a good source of protein. Let me explain to you why. It's better if you eat chicken. It absorbs... Yes. Yeah, that's what they need to do. Handcuffs. Those are my kind of doctors. Put them in the clink. Put them in the clink. Next, last story The clink the might be extreme, though, but uh, okay. I know you support it. Last, I support the clink. All right. Last story of the week comes to us from the Daily Mail. We've got, are these all Daily Mail? New York Post and Daily <laughs> Mail. Yeah. Shoe company Hush Puppies, you know, you're familiar with this brand? Mm-hmm. The Hush Puppy Shoe Company has decided to capitalize on the dad shoe trend by coming out with its own grandpa sneakers, <laughs> which come in a variety of shades and promises to be an orthopedic yet trendy option for people's feet. The collection of shoes costs $100 a pair. Cap, what do you have to say? I could just see like some cool hipsters like wearing these grandpa shoes. Like it becoming a whole trend. Well, here's my thing. Like, that's. I'm, uh, this is all fine with me, except that when you get down to the price, it's $100 for the pair. Grandpa yeah. shoes exist, but they're like they're 20 always, bucks. They're always like in those weird stores in the mall that like don't sell any, like the non-Foot Locker sneaker stores that sell like what off brands. Like it sort of looks like New Balance, but it's not even New Balance. And it's so just it like, like some guy's, or it's something. like some guy's name. It's like JP's yeah. Shoe Exchange. Like, yeah. <laughs> and they even have like returnables. Yeah. You they, can buy used. So that's where you have to buy them. So $100, yeah. I don't think there's ever, they've ever sold anything for $100 there. Well, they sell them, no, but they're saying at the designer stores, the Hush Puppies are going to go for 100 But meanwhile, you can get them from JP's Shoe Exchange for 20 bucks. 
Like it doesn't add up. This is for people who want, remember when this was a trend? I remember when I was in high school and college, they had thrift stores or one thing, yeah. but then they would start brand, like actual stores that just would buy all their clothes from thrift stores and then mark them up by 20 bucks and right. sell them. It was like Urban Outfitters was like the, the chain version of sort of this, this thinking where it's like, and they start selling t-shirts that look old at Bloomingdale's, that kind of thing. Yeah, like, like, like an old 30, Rolling Stones yeah, shirt. Yeah, and it's like, but you weren't, and people, and people, it still works. I'm wearing this or like the Ramones. vintage Phillies jacket and someone's like, oh, I can't believe you have a jacket from 1980. This is also a billion dollar idea. We need to start, we need to take something that's old mm. and cheap and resell yeah. it and make it expensive and sell it to hipsters. But wouldn't you be, I mean, if you're a grandpa, you can make, oh, Read your grandpa's closets. If grandpa passes away, anybody out there, you're like, well, maybe I can make some money now off of sneakers. You never thought. Read grandpa's closet. Like, uh, you know, like how in Seinfeld, when they brought all those old clothes, Morty's like raincoats into the vintage store. Yes. So bringing in old sneakers. We can start you, selling your old jackets from your, uh, the, the life vest days. Yeah. Oh, but you know what's, yeah, what exactly? That's well, life what's vest jackets. even more hipstery than grandpa's sneakers that are new. Old grandpa sneakers are even more vintage Used. And what's used? And what's even more vintage than that? My garments for my life vest? Yes. People are going to wear those as like, because they told me I don't have to send them back to the company. Your big jacket. The, the actual jacket, yeah. People are going to start wearing those as like a fashion statement. It was like a dark man It was like jacket. a man's bra. Yes. It was a bra. <laughs> it was a bra. Great. All right. That's the podcast. Are we done? We're done. By the way, I just noticed this, that like two parents in Belgium, back to that last story, yeah. actually like their kid died because he was on, they, they blamed that for it. That's oh. why, that's why the doctors say you should go to jail. All just right. to, well, <laughs> this episode is dedicated to that kid. So just so you know out there, don't eat vegetables. Don't eat vegetables. Cap- Next week, we'll see you from Stand Up New York. We'll see Stand you from Labs. our Ooh La La brand new studio. We're moving on up, Cap. Don't us at gmail.com. Get lost. Get your tickets to uh, 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 Friars Club June 7th. That's it, Cap. Get lost.